to pray and then devote. Tonight, I'm going to ask you to pray again one more time. Why should we pray again? And sometimes we need to pray again and again. Why is God reluctant to answer our prayer? Or so it would seem. Now, God is not at all loath to answer our prayers. But I want to give you three little, this isn't the only, only thing, but this is three possible reasons for delays when we're praying. First of all, Jesus said to his disciples that we should pray that God's kingdom would come and that his will would be done. So the question is, is God's will ever resisted? And the answer is, well, that's why we're to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done. Of course, who resists the will of God? People resist the will of God. The demonic realm resists the will of God. And oftentimes, I myself, maybe even you, resist the will of God. So we're taught to pray, Jesus, send your kingdom. May your will be done here on the earth, even as it is in heaven. I'm intrigued by the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness that we read about in Ephesians 6. Where it says in verse number 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that you can be able to resist the devil. Sometimes we pray again and again because like we learn even back in the Old Testament, Daniel got a word and an answer from God, but it was delayed 21 days. I sure hope this election isn't delayed 21 days or 21 minutes or 21 hours. In fact, we're going to pray that there's a decisive victory before the morning. Another reason why we have to pray and pray again Sometimes when I'm pressing in to God and when I'm praying and praying and pressing in and asking the Lord that his will be done, sometimes I find out that prayer didn't change God, it changed me. In the process, I learned something. I learned something about myself. I learned something about the culture that I live in. So sometimes I just have to get up and pray again with more knowledge, a better knowledge. And lastly, Paul commands us to pray without ceasing. In other words, the prayer never ends. To live is to pray. To pray is to commune with God. When I call on the Lord and he answers me, oftentimes I get what I'm asking for, but every time he gets what he's looking for which is relationship with me. So I ask you to pray, and I ask you to vote, and I trust that you prayed, and I trust that you voted. Now I'm going to ask you to pray again. Would you stand up with me tonight? Let's push some more. Push, pray until something happens. Push, P-U-S-H, pray until something happens. Father, we come before you. 
not because we are fearful, not because we feel threatened, not because we're confused. We come before you because we know you and we love you and we believe you. We trust you. And so we cry out to you, God, you are so good and so kind and so involved in the affairs of men. And so we ask you tonight to lead us into a worship that brings glory to your name, that brings honor to you, and lead us into a prayer time so that we might pray the effective, fervent prayer of righteous men and women. Hallelujah. Church, we've gathered to pray again. Hallelujah. But first, let's worship him again.
once again we just surrender. simple prayer points that I want us to pray through tonight. As I waited on the Lord, I just felt like the Lord was drawing my attention to another another election in Acts chapter 1. And I know that this involves the church, but since the church is here and since we're gathered tonight, I think that we can learn from the lesson. Judas had committed suicide and was missing. And now in the upper room, as the early church had gathered together, they're waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And um, Peter stood up in the middle of them, and he begins to talk about the vacancy, the vacancy of Judas. And so he, um, he suggests that they find two men and pick from those two men, one, to take Judas' place. And this man was supposed to be someone who had walked with Jesus from the beginning when they had first met him. And verse 23 of Acts chapter 1 says, So they put forward two men, Joseph, called Barsabas, who's also called Justice, and Matthew, or Matthias, who's also called Levi. Verse 24 says, and they prayed and they said, Lord, you know the hearts of all men. 
show which one of these two you have chosen. I'm just simple enough to believe that we can pray that prayer today. There are two men who've been put before us, and God knows the hearts of all men. We have done what we can. We have prayed, we have voted, and now it just hangs in the balance. And boy, we just as a country does, we just don't need more indecision. We just don't need more delay. We just don't need more confusion and rhetoric and name-calling and anger and disappointment. So my prayer tonight, Father, there's two men that are before us in this election. And you know the hearts of all men. So, Father, we pray tonight that you would show your will and your purpose from those two men, select one. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that, well, we just say, may your will be done. May the will of the Lord be done. Father, we pray that the will of the Lord would be done tonight. And between these two men, show the one that you have chosen. I know this is not a theocracy, and I know this is not how... We're not appointing people to the church. We're, we're looking for a, a president. But Father, I would ask tonight, in the, in the middle of all the confusion that you would put your hand on one of them. We pray that before the morning breaks that there would be a decisive victory. There would be one man who would concede and one man who would be elected. Father, we pray that the delay would not continue any longer. And Lord, we do pray for the integrity of the election, that there would not be any meddling or there would not be any shenanigans or any kind of, uh, well, you know the hearts of all men, Lord. And we pray that you would, this evening, determine whom you have called to this position for this time. God, you raise up one and you put down another. And Father, I, I just ask that tonight that one man would concede and one man would be elected. And Father, I pray that you would so move the hearts of the people around the one who concedes that he would be the first to encourage people to get behind the newly elected president. And I pray, Lord, that as a country that we would accept the results of this election as somehow, some way, being from the hand of God. And Lord, I, I, I'm asking that in this time uh, that you would begin. Well, if you have ever shed your light upon us, do it again. If we've ever been one nation under God, then do it again. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would lead us by the hand, that you would guide us and direct us tonight. Father, I believe that you are so good and so kind, and I believe that you answer 
simple little prayers prayed like this by a desperate people. I believe so much so that I, I, I really believe that I can ask you for a time limit. Let us have a, an election by tomorrow morning. When we wake up in the morning, let there be an election. And may the will of the Lord be done. Can we just pray that way right now, church? Can we just, <clears throat> just press into that? May, I know what my will is, but I want God's will. I know what my desire is, but I'm wise enough to know that, it, that the wisdom of God is so much greater than me, so much greater than us. So I'm going to ask you tonight, like that, if, if you're joining us in prayer online through the live stream, I'm going to ask that you would just gather people around, lock hands, just join arms, join hands and hearts. Let's just begin to pray right now. Lord, if there's anything untoward that is happening, if there is anything suspicious, if there is anything but a clear, a clearly decided election. Lord, this people can't take it anymore. I pray, Father, in this year of 2020, when there has been setback after setback and hardship and hurt and pain and loss, Lord Jesus, and you've been faithful through every every one of them. You have been faithful. And my, my, my testimony is, God, you've been good to us. But I, I pray on a behalf of a people, maybe some of them, their faith is very small right now. Perhaps some of them, their heart are very heavy and very broken. And, and, and Lord, I, they just can't take another disappointment. I'm asking you right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would give us a clear and decisive election. Let there be no question that the will of the Lord has been done. And may the people of God be the first ones to line up and get behind and begin to pray for those in leadership over us that we might lead quiet and tranquil lives, that we might have the freedom to teach and to preach the gospel, to lead our children to faith, uh, into faith. And, and Lord, we're, we're asking right now that, that there would be a miracle. I, somehow, Lord, I pray that the hand of God would be seen and people would say, that is none other than the hand of God. It's not been anything but the hand of God that has done this, that has, that has brought about a decisive victory that somehow brought healing to a nation. Father, I know that healing comes from the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that not everybody in our country wants him right now. Not everybody loves Jesus as we do. But I pray for their sakes as well that you would create an environment that is so decisively your victory that even the most skeptical and unbelieving would have to say that it was the hand of God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We exalt your name. So, God, you know the hearts of all men. You know my heart. You know our hearts. You know what we're pressing in for. You know why we're pressing in for it. But, Lord, we're asking that your kingdom come, your will be done, your purpose is accomplished. And we pray for peace to come to our land. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And maybe one of you has a, a, a prayer along that same line. Let's just... 
Let's just focus on a decisive victory right now. That the Lord would intervene and bring a decisive victory. He would show his choice. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your mighty name, Lord Jesus. You're so faithful and so kind. Declare it here. <laughs> see. I won't do the first part. We'll just do this. Um, we agree and decree that, Lord, we declare that the 2020 elections will be a mighty move toward a revival of righteousness in the USA. Lord of the angel army, send forth election monitor angels to watch over every vote, ballot, polling spot, mailbox, and early vote drop box. Expose any corruption or malfeasance and render it all null and void. We declare any attempt to influence or hijack the 2020 elections toward an unfair, unrighteous, or an ungodly outcome will not succeed. We declare Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna over this election in every aspect of the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of the U.S. government. King of glory, come in and rule and reign. May the increase of your government know no end in the USA. Lord, we ask that you pour out your glory on the 2020 elections. Lord, we praise you, and we know that you are well able to bring about the very best outcome from the current set of circumstances in our nation and in the 2020 elections. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Oh, by the way, the happy ending to the story was that they drew lots for them and the lot fell on Matthias and he was added to the 11 apostles. And it doesn't say that there was any rioting afterwards, you know. There was a decision and they accepted it. Hey, guess what? You know what? Matthew is the one who begins in chapter 8. He's the one who remembers Isaiah 53 when he is seeing people being healed by Jesus Christ. He's the one who says... This is what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53, that by his stripes we are healed. Father, I pray that when there is a decision, <clears throat> there will be no rioting, but there will be healing. Just like in this particular day, Lord, we pray that you would select the man who will usher, you'll use him to usher in healing in our nation. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that right now you would begin to build around a person that you have selected a team, a godly team of advisors and people who will speak into his life and begin to give encouragement and direction, wisdom, counsel. And I pray that the counsel would be to, to return to God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that my ears would hear our next president calling this nation to prayer and seeking the face of God. I pray that my ears would hear the next president of the United States calling on the Lord, publicly crying out to God and leading a nation into prayer, 
leading us into revival. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anything too wonderful for God? There isn't. There is nothing too wonderful for you. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we cry. We just stand between heaven and earth, and we cry out, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done tonight in this country. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful, wonderful God. Hallelujah. Bless your mighty name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Give us leaders whose worldview is biblical, whose worldview is scriptural, whose worldview is Christian, whose worldview has the fear of God at the heart. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Holy, 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 holy. Maybe you have a prayer you'd like to pray. And by the way, you can actually text us a prayer if you want to text into the service tonight. You can text in a prayer and let us know. Uh, just, I mean, we just join your prayer, you know, and, and uh, agree with you. Use social media to pray tonight. Why, why don't we use something that often is destructive? Let's use it for good. Let's use it for righteousness. Let's fill the, um, let's just fill the whole uh whatever we call the social media, that whole platform, let's, the internet, let's just fill it with righteous praying tonight. Let's call on the Lord. Um, you might be in this country, you might be in another country tonight, joining your heart together and praying with us. I know we have Kenyan friends that are praying for the outcome of our election. I know that. I, I know that we have someone in Germany praying for us. I thank you so much for you. Uh, for your encouragement. We pray that God bless you where you are too. But, but, you know, let's just join our hearts together and cry out to the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Father, righteousness exalts a nation. That's what you told us. But sin is a reproach to any people. Where there is unrighteousness, where there is sin, Lord, I pray that it would be exposed tonight. If the sin is in the church, expose it. If the sin is in the White House, expose it. If the sin is in the media, expose it. If the sin, Lord Jesus, tonight is somehow in a campaign, expose it. We pray that you would expose corruption, idolatry, godlessness, and the... Lord, sometimes there's there's something at play that is more evil than just secular. There is something demonic. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And we say in the name of the Lord, no further. You can go no further. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We limit you. We resist you. Uh, we, we hinder you. We stop you in Jesus' name. We stop you in your tracks. Uh, backroom deals and ugly uh, deception that is occurring in different places around our country tonight. Wherever there is something that is illegal and unethical and untoward and ungodly that is occurring tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, we withstand it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we withstand darkness tonight. And we invite the light of God to shine in this 
this world shine into every crack and crevice and into every dark alley and every dark place, into every dark and shady deal, every uh, uh, ungodly pact or ungodly alliance or al alignment. In Jesus' name, we come against it. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus.
we contacted the authorities. We contacted the police. And we told them that we suspected that there was something illegal happening. And there's certainly someone trying to get rid of human bodies. And so um, what, what happened then in, next in the dream is that the authorities planned a raid. And I got to tell you, I was, I was thrilled, but I was also scared. I was afraid for our own safety, you know, because we had been the one to tip them off, you know, the, the police. So, but we tipped them off. They planned a raid, and they raided this place. And one raid turned into another, which turned into another, which turned into another. And the authorities came back to me, and they said, we found all throughout the city the same thing going on. And he said, they're the the authority, the policeman said to me, they're death houses. They're death houses. And and I tell you, that dream has troubled me. And we have, you know, shared it with different ones, and different ones have different thoughts about what that could mean. But I'm going to pray that we would be brought to justice. I'm not going to pretend that I know what a death house is. I get the idea, though. I really get the idea. I don't need to know the specifics. Maybe it's maybe that's just it. There's a there's a prayer point there that we just need to press into. So, Lord, while you're exposing darkness, while you're exposing corruption, while you're finding out our sins, while you're chasing us down and bringing the light of day to places of darkness, wherever there are death houses in our cities, in our cities, in my city, in our cities, across this country, whatever they would be, I'm not pretending that I, because I, I, I haven't a clue. But, Lord, I get the idea. You have given us a little bit of information that we need to pray and to intercede for. Because that means you're ready to do something. There is something that has gone on. It has existed for a while. And now you're ready to act. So we pray into that tonight. Wherever in a city, wherever in our city, there are death houses. There are places where people are being destroyed. Lives are being destroyed. And people are being discarded. And people are getting away, literally with murder getting away with it. Lord, I pray that you would expose the death houses. I pray that we would read in the newspaper what this is. We pray, Lord Jesus, for the justice of God to find them and to begin to bring them to the light of day. We pray, Lord Jesus, also that that there, that all, that all however, however far, <clears throat> however wide or deep the involvement might go, that you would begin to expose all levels of corruption with regard to that. So I, folks, I, I, I know it's the weirdest thing I probably ever ask you to pray with me about, but I, I'm just telling you, it shook me up. I still feel it today. And I am just going to, uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to just like really step back in my spirit and I'm going to pray as I want to, right? So I'm just going to step back. I'm going to ask you to stand up if you can. Let's just step back into our spirit. Just lean back into him. And we're going to let the spirit lead us in prayer right now. And uh, we're going to pray an effectual, fervent prayer where that God stops um, these death houses and where he exposes it and brings it to the light of day. Amen? Yeah. I don't want my children, grandchildren, friends, relatives loved ones. I don't want anyone falling prey to or victim to whatever it is. So Lord, 
Yeah, lead us, Holy Spirit, to pray effective prayer right now. Holy Spirit, lead us to pray an effective prayer right now. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. First of all, God, I ask that wherever this is happening, that you would begin to identify it. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to raise up people in the neighborhood who says, who says there's something going on in our community that is wrong. And I pray that people would have the courage to even put themselves at risk to identify to authorities these death houses. Lord, begin to raise up people who have courage and boldness as we're praying tonight. Raise up people tonight all across the country. Identify these places and shut them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever is happening there, Lord, I pray that it would be exposed. I pray, Lord Jesus, that people would be prosecuted, that people would be arrested, and they would be prosecuted, that people would be brought to justice. And I pray, Lord God, that there would be a mighty deliverance in our cities. Lord, I believe that righteousness brings an exaltation to the city. I believe that when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. I believe that when you move through your people in a city, that the city begins to rejoice. Begin raising up intercessors all across this country tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, we pray that you would raise up intercessors and people who take responsibility for their block people who would take responsibility for their block and be willing to get involved. And I pray that they would identify things that are happening that should not be happening. Let there not be a blind eye turn wherever there is a death house tonight, wherever people are being uh, slaughtered, wherever people's lives are being ruined or removed from them or their bodies snuffed out or, or, or removed. Lord, I, I'm, I'm trusting you to raise up people who know how to address the situation. Hallelujah. You're faithful, God. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't know how that got appended to uh, praying that God would uh, reveal which one he wants. But I just felt provoked in my spirit that uh, having sat on that for a while, that this was the night to, to pray the prayer. Sometimes I feel like that it, it takes two or three gathering together to get these things moving. You, you might be a wonderful prayer warrior, and I bless you, but I'm telling you there's something about when, when we gather together in prayer. There's a... There's a, a multiplied effect. Your gift combined with God's gifts and God's people bringing their gifts together and praying together. Well, if one can put a thousand and two can put ten thousand to play, I just feel that there's a multiplied effect when we agree together in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Point number two. I pray that we would learn how to live at peace with all men. In Romans chapter 12 and verse number 15, these words are so provocative and so, so rarely memorized or 
rejoiced in, but I, I love them and I rejoice in them. In Romans 12, verse number 15, he says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Can I just tell you that I can only go so long and, until I, I just need to rub shoulders with people who feel so little power. I just, I just feel like that the Lord calls us to come alongside of people who feel disenfranchised and out of power. There's something about locking arms with them, putting our arms around them and saying, I know that you don't think that anything's ever going to change, but there's a God in heaven. So don't be wise in your own estimation. And never, ever repay evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. And here's the verse, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. He is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. And do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. Hallelujah. Okay. I just sense the Lord's presence all of a sudden there for a moment. Yes. Lord, we pray for unity start in the body of Christ we've let theology we've let politics we've let philosophy and a lot of other things divide us but I pray for the body of Christ that we might be one even as you and the Father are one. Jesus, I'm going to remind you that you said, so I ask it, that when the church is one, then the world believes that the Father sent you. I pray for an unbelieving world to see a united church. I pray for an unbelieving world to experience supernatural unity, unity in the spirit. And then from the church, I pray that you show us how to unify a country as much as it lies within us. May we live at peace with all men. Father, I pray for unity to sweep across this country tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I just have to tell you this. The Lord just is just impressing my heart to remind you right now that, that there was a thief on the right and there was a thief on the left. The truth is, both of them were thieves. One of them repented. 
One of them asked Jesus into his life. One of them asked that Jesus would have mercy on him. But whether this country is on the left or whether it's on the right, basically we're all thieves, having stolen the glory of God and having wasted all our worship on other things. But there is a middle way, and it's the way of Jesus. He's the man in the middle. I'm praying that this country doesn't lean to the left and it doesn't lean to the right. I'm asking that this country would begin to find a place of meeting in the middle, that we would begin to choose the man in the middle. The man in the middle is the one who is the, the, the crucified Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. It's not left, it's not right, it's the man in the middle. Father, I call on your holy name right now, and I pray that left, I pray that right would meet in the middle and begin to exalt the man in the middle. It's, it's not one or the other because God, at our, on our best day, we're still thieves, stealing the glory of God, usurping your authority, rebellious in heart and nature. But, Father, by the mercy of God, you've given us a way out. So we choose the man in the middle tonight. We choose Jesus and his forgiveness and his kindness. The way forward is with the man in the middle. It's the man in the middle. He's the way forward. He's the way home. So, Lord, I pray right now this country would begin to move toward Jesus. Move us towards Jesus. May we be done with our thieving ways, with our usurping God's authority, with our disregard and lack of fear of God. Forgive us, we pray, Lord, and move us toward the man. Praise your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. Praise your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And can I tell you something, folks? The truth of the matter is that when the church is worshiping God like really good, I think almost anyone could stand up and preach a good message. I really think that this is a time for everyone in our country to start worshiping God good. And when we do, I don't know that it matters who's in the White House. I think that all of us will suddenly realize that our allegiance is, first of all, to that man in the middle. And he's the one who will direct our leaders. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to worship good tonight. Help us to worship good tonight. Help us to worship the one who is the man. We exalt his throne, his authority, his rulership, his guidance, his correction, his leadership, his life. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hmm. Praise your name. One, 
one last thing. I just want to lead you in prayer, and then we'll go back to worship here. Maybe some of you have a prayer that you want to pray yet, and certainly we would welcome that. But um, in Mark chapter 16, I've been struck by this and convicted by it. Church, I've got to tell you, when I read the book of Acts, when I read the Gospels, and I see who Jesus is and what he's done, and I see the early church, who they were and what they did in Jesus' name, it convicts me, it provokes me, it causes me to be stirred in my spirit. In Acts, I'm sorry, in, in, in Mark 16, after the resurrection, Mark concludes his gospel but with these two verses. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, disciples, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. I'm so convicted by that. I want to read it one more time. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Two thoughts very quickly. One is I have noticed, and maybe you have, that when a heart is given to the Lord, when we work, God works. When we work, God works. He works as we work. He works through us when we work. The second thing that I want to point out to you is that they had a word that heaven felt obligated to confirm with miracles, signs, and wonder. I am here to pray tonight that the church would no longer be distracted by pandemics, by all the things that have hit us. And I understand why we're distracted, but <clears throat> but this last one even, you know, politics. I am here to pray tonight that the church would um, stop being distracted by politics and get back onto the mission, the one that only the church can do. The mission that we've been called to, the one that we're called to do. Can I tell you, brothers and sisters, because of all the events that have happened in this year, do you understand that our worldwide missions efforts have come to an almost standstill? That has not happened in hundreds of years. Brothers and sisters, like we're not even sending the missionaries out, let alone going out ourselves. So I, I'm here to pray tonight, and I hope that you would pray with me, that the church would get undistracted and get engaged and hear the word of the Lord and return to the mission that he's called us to, the one that you and I must do to be followers of Jesus Christ. So, Father, tonight we're praying. <clears throat> We're praying that we would get back to the mission. We confess we've been distracted. We've had pandemics. We've had, we've had forest fires. We've had uh, just one thing after another. We've had financial ruin and chaos. We've had a political season that has been so destructive and so divisive. We've had rioting in our streets. We've had uh, untold 
deaths and murders that ought not to have happened at all. And we're distracted by the news and the events. And Lord, I believe it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to disengage, not to become unmoved, but to be disengaged and undistracted and focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and the mission that he has called us to, the mission that he has given us. We pray that missions would move again. We pray that churches would meet again. We pray that churches would send out people again. We pray, Lord Jesus, that missions would would occur in our cities again. Outreaches would occur again. That giving would occur again. That love and worship would occur again. We pray, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the church to get undistracted and to begin to preach a word that heaven feels obligated to confirm with miracles and signs and wonders. Lord Jesus, may you come for a church. May you return and find a church that has faith, that has hope, that has love, and that is giving out the gospel indiscriminately without care and respect to who hears and who receives. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ since you've been faithful and you are calling us now it's our turn to be faithful it's our turn to be the faithful ones so help us God to pull out I know I know I know I know that what you're thinking is like you know the church always does this we stick our head in the sand and pretend like nothing has happened and ignore the world you know I am very concerned about what happens in the world. That's why I want to stay on task. That's why I want to stay on mission. That's exactly why I want us to be Christ-centered, Christ-loving, Christ-preaching, Christ-worshiping, Christ-sharing, because Jesus died for a world that he loves. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Forgive our Praise your name, Jesus. I was telling Linda before the service, I've been reading uh, uh, Acts 5 and uh, Ananias and Sapphira over and over again. And, I, and I've been just asking the Holy Spirit, okay, like, no, you know, tell me, like, what? That's a, that was a pretty serious judgment pretty quick, you know. Why did they have to die? Why did it have to happen that way? Maybe a better question is why isn't it happening yet today, you know? And the only thing that I've come down to is these two things. Number one, Jesus tried to tell us how much he hates hypocrisy. He abhors hypocrisy. So I, I think that, you know, the church was just a baby. She was an infant. And, and, and Jesus was just like, I I. You know, we have lived with hypocrisy for so long. I, I don't want it to be brought into this baby church, this infant church. And that causes me to say, God, if you didn't want it then, I don't want it now. So help us, God. The second thing that I came to is that uh, when we have the ability to say, such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. 
rise and walk. The Lord Jesus wants to give the church authority again, but we're reckless. We're immature, and we're not always responsible. And I, I can say that being a lover of the church, you know. So help us, God. So help us. Brothers and sisters, I hope you hear what I'm saying. What I want to pray tonight is that God would take away all hypocrisy from the church. He would expose our corruption, and he would expose our misdeeds, and he would give us his trust and trust us with the authority of his name so that we would proclaim the word that he feels obligated to confirm. We've seen some miracles, haven't we? But we want to see them on a daily basis because Jesus said these signs you will do and greater than these you will do because I go to my Father. Hallelujah. So Father, I'm praying right now you would expose all of my hypocrisy. I pray that you would expose our hypocrisy and bring the church to a place where the fear of God is evident. We fear you enough to not play games. That our yes means yes and our no means no. If we said that's what we gave, that's what we gave. If we said that's what we did, then that's what we did. Nothing more, nothing less. So that you might find people that you can trust with the authority of your name. With purity, with authority, with conviction, I pray that the church would get undistracted and get back on the mission. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Maybe you have a prayer you want to pray. I, I know I've sort of dominated. I'm sorry. Last night, right after the polls started closing, my brother was texting and all. But anyway, it was probably a little closer to midnight. This fear fell on me. It was pretty intense. It was like in the house. Um, my husband wasn't sleeping well. I didn't sleep well. And um, it was just this deep fear. And... Uh, I woke up with it. My husband was gone. I woke up with my heart was pounding, and I just woke up into this anxiety. And um, I was just asking the Lord, what is this? And he, um, he was saying that this is on this um, land right now. It's, this fear has been on this United States, and the enemy has been using it through the media, through the politicians themselves, through um, groups that are out to push their causes. Um, we have broken one commandment that I want to come before the Lord and ask for forgiveness for this nation of false witnessing. 
Um, every election's like this, but it's been pretty bad. So, Lord, I ask you to forgive this nation and just people because we have more access to each other on Facebook and just passing things along without not even checking to see if it's correct that we have been guilty of false witnessing. Even just saying it to each other, oh, he stinks and oh, this and, you know, and we don't know. We don't know what your will for this country is. We think we do. We, we have plans, but you always say, you said, we have plans, but you know that you have the way for us, Lord. And Lord, I, I feel like this fear, um, I know you've been showing me the fear in me that you want to remove, and I feel like it touched it, and it was trying to connect to it. And I didn't, I was like, no, you're not connecting because I'm getting rid of this fear. You're not adding to this fear. But it's like this whole nation is in fear of the other person, of the other man getting in. And it's craziness because one, our nation is set up with checks and balances. So it, somebody is not going to be a king. He's, we are set up that way. And we have the Lord. We've taken our eyes off the Lord. The Lord runs this nation, not two men. And I ask you to forgive me, Lord, first of all, for even thinking that, that, oh my gosh, if this man doesn't get in, we are doomed, Lord. No, we're not. I have sold the Lord over my life. He is running this nation, and I still come to him, Lord. But what you've been showing me, no matter which one gets in, somebody, one side is going to be fearful that things are going to be taken from them. Things are going to change, whatever it is, Lord. I pray, the, and what you've been showing me, how to minister to people and how to get to the, the, the healing quicker is to listen for the fear. Don't look at the fruit, which is riding, whatever they're doing, whatever we're doing, complaining, being frozen. Don't look at the fruit. Go for the root. Find out what the fear in that person is because that's what the enemy is driving them with and that's how we're going to get healing and go for that and pray for that if you can pray with them or pray over them that this fear would be broken over this nation. The enemy is having a blast. We are, I mean, looking at the polls, we're almost 50-50% on both sides. It's so close that it could go, it's just amazing. It's never been this way before, this close and this many people coming out. But it's been driven by fear, not by, hey, we, we are a nation that we can vote, we can vote somebody in. Um, we have an amazing place that we live and the way the government's been set up. Our forefathers set this up this way so a king couldn't take over with all the different balances set in place. But we are so fear-driven in this nation. And, and, and Lord, I am just calling out to you. The enemy has had his way over this last year with everything going on. Like Pastor Rich just went through a litany of things this nation has going, gone through. And it's ending with an election. What a bad year for an election, Lord, to just add to this fear that we're having, Lord. It took me hours of worship, and even coming here just for it to finally just break off of me. It did not want to leave me. It wanted to stay on me. It wanted to connect, and it wanted to live my life and my thoughts. So, Lord, I come against this fear. Expose it. 
expose it for what it is to the people, to people around as, as we are ministering to people or we have neighbors that think differently from that than we do. Or even, like I said, it, it, it's us that have the fear now because our man didn't get in, Lord. Lord, do not let this fear overtake us, Lord. We have you. You are our hope and our future. First John, Pastor Rich has given me First John, and I've been praying this. We have fear because of punishment, but God has love. He loves this nation. He wants the best for this nation. He is not going to let it go down to the pit of hell. He is always working, Lord. So break this fear off this nation. Don't let your church be a part of this fear. Don't let us keep driving it, Lord. It needs to stop. It needs to, the brakes need to be hit right now, and the enemy needs to be stopped in his tracks. So we're coming against you, Annie, with this fear. You are not taking over this country with this fear. We come against you in Jesus' name, and by his blood and his freedom, you are not going to bring this nation down and split it because of fear. Fear is dead in Jesus' name. We have a hope and a future in Jesus Christ. You're our hope. You're our future. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. together and let's worship together. Let's just begin to uh, extend our hands and our hearts to the Lord and uh, express our gratitude and our love to Him. Let's begin to worship Him and exalt His name. Magnify Him.
You see our hearts, you know us. God, tonight we we give our country to you. Our lives are in your hands. Our families, our friends, our children. that we would walk in a righteousness that's contagious. Lord, I pray that if there be any longing, any hunger 
for something new, for something different, something fresh, for justice, for truth and righteousness. God, may it be found in your people. May it be found in your house. Lord, may these be, Lord, we talked about death houses. We want to be life houses, God. So would you continue to guide us by your hand? Continue to pick us up when we falter, when our strength fails us, God. that you would take us into a bright future, a future full of hope, hope in you, God. Lord, bless, Lord, we bless your people. Lord, may you bless us and keep us. Lord, may your face ever shine upon us. Lord, give us peace.